Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. We are at week 15. That's right, folks. The playoffs are here. We're uh, down the stretch run. Hopefully, you guys have made the playoffs. You've made it to the next round. Next week likely is your championship game. If week 16 is not your championship game and you're sitting at week 17 for your championship game, get a hold of your commissioner. Make week 16 your championship game. Don't want to have any players uh, having a shot of maybe sitting out because they have nothing to play for. So make sure that week 16 is your championship game, not week 17. On today's podcast, before we jump into the, the, the layout of the podcast, I'm running solo today. Chris is out of the office again, so you got my voice alone today. Hopefully we can get you going and get you on the right track to get you in another victory lane for fantasy football. That way we can bring home those trophies, continue piling the trophies. Uh, been hearing some great stories last year on help you guys, how I helped you guys win your championship. Hopefully we can do the same thing this year. Continue mounting up those trophies and get this thing a-rolling. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about uh, the game last night, the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets, kind of give a little recap of what happened last night. We saw Lamar Jackson break the single-game season record for rushing yards for an, uh, a quarterback. Congrats to uh, to Jackson. He has absolutely changed the, the way the quarterback has played. Fun time, fun person to watch. Love watching him, uh, what he does on the field. He's improved his throwing. We know he can run the, with the ball. A, a great player, great guy. Absolutely love what we're seeing out of Lamar Jackson. If you don't like what you're seeing on the field by Lamar Jackson, I don't know what to say about you. The guy is absolutely phenomenal to watch. Love seeing him out there. And my guess is if you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you are going to be moving on to the championship game. A fantastic night last night. We'll talk about that much more. We're also going to talk about Week 15. We're going to talk about some plays in the games I like. We'll break down the game, each and every game, give you my prediction for the game. If you're in those pick kind of use those as your pick plays as well. So we'll break down each and every game from Week 15. We're also going to talk about the little game I had this, uh, this past week. I put together a, uh, a post on IG talking about uh, if, if we mount up all the monster uh, fantasy football seasons, and this is brought with the, game, with the season we're seeing at Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. Who do you take number one overall of all these all-time greats, the Ladanian Tomlinson's, the Randy Mosses, the Chris Johnson's, the Jerry Rice's. Who is the number one overall pick? A lot of different answers, a lot of crazy answers, a lot of uh, phenomenal answers. I said I would take Christian McCaffrey. I just like what he's done. What, what he's done uh, uh, catching the ball, passing the ball, I'm, I'm, I'm catching the ball, rushing the ball. Christian McCaffrey's been great, but there's really not really a, a wrong answer. All these, uh, these these answers coming in have been phenomenal. Some interesting writing nominations as well. So with that in mind, I said I was going to give away two free draft kits uh, for the upcoming 2020 season. I'm going to make it three. I'm going to give it to the first person that, brought, that wrote in a, uh, a write-in nominee. So I'm going to give out three total draft kit uh, packages for this upcoming season. I'll give you some information on what, uh, how to take advantage of that. Obviously, those won't be coming out to the summer, so definitely have to make sure you take a note of this on what to do uh, moving forward to get your draft kit if you are one of the three winners. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. Um, if you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Rankings, plenty of free stuff out there. Also still have our, our premium articles as well. 
your best bet is likely doing the weekly uh, packages that we have on, on, the, on the site. And definitely keep an eye on it next year. We're going we're, we're to improve it next year. We're going to add some stuff to next year. So hopefully, um, if, if I helped you guys win your leagues, if I helped you guys uh, become a better DFS player, definitely keep us in, the, in, in, in your thoughts. Let us know um, how we've done. Love hearing the positive feedback. And we're going to improve those stuff next year to get moving and move more and more stuff uh, for the premium articles. But right now, uh, your best bet is likely using the weekly packages with only a couple weeks left. But there's plenty of stuff, plenty of information out there. And our rankings are always free on the site where I break down all my uh, top plays for both uh, for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, kickers, and defenses. Those are always free and always up, usually on Wednesday um, afternoon, if not earlier. We're going to jump right on in and talk about our... Instagram um, contest. So I put out there to, about who is the best player. Who do you take number one overall? Is it LaDainian Tomlinson? Is it Randy Moss? Is it Lamar Jackson? Christian McCaffrey? Who is your number one overall pick? If we're taking the, the uh, account all these monster seasons we've seen in years past, my opinion is Christian McCaffrey. I think it's close between Christian McCaffrey and LaDainian Tomlinson. Yes, Tomlinson has all those touchdowns, but I absolutely love what we're seeing out of Christian McCaffrey. And yes, it maybe it's just eyeball says the test that we're seeing right now, and maybe we don't remember what LT did. I mean, the, the year LT had was a phenomenal year that season uh, with all the rushing touchdowns, all the, uh, what he did in, in, in the passing game. Taking nothing away from LaDainian Thomason, but I absolutely love what I've seen out of Christian McCaffrey. Love what I'm seeing out of Lamar Jackson. Last night, he breaks the record for the most rushing yards in the season by a quarterback. Love what we're seeing out of Lamar Jackson. He's actually changing the way quarterback is played, the way you're uh, defending the quarterback position. He is a nightmare for defenses to, to cover. Uh, what he can do with his legs, what he can do with his arm. You have Mark Ingram back there as well. So there's plenty of options out there. I'm giving the... Um, the contest winners are the underscore big underscore easy 13 says LT. No dot IG dot Izzy says it's at New Era. At New Era 8, Lamar Jackson, absolutely phenomenal. Had to pick one of those guys there from, from the game that we had last night. So if you are big easy or you are no IG Izzy, send me a DM on Instagram. And I'll let you know what you need to do moving forward to get that uh, 2020 draft kit sent your way later this year, uh, er, later next year. Obviously, when we get to the 2020, um, it's going to be for the 2020 season. Most likely, going to be during the summer. So I'll give you information on what to do and how to take advantage of that um, draft kit for next season. And the write-in nominee, the first person to write in a nominee was Matt Campbell, 22. You are also going to get a free draft kit this week, not this year, for 2020. He says it's Chris Johnson with all those scrimmage yards he had that, that, that season. Absolutely love that call. Chris, Chris Johnson did that phenomenal year that year. But again, my, my vote goes to Chris McCaffrey. There's not really a wrong answer. Uh, thank you for everybody that participated with that. We'll have a lot of other different articles um, going out that will have different contests to kind of get our draft kit moving. Uh, a lot of people talked about that our draft kit this past season kind of helped you kind of get your mindset into the right mind. So if you were one of the ones that took advantage of our draft kit, be on the lookout for it next year likely during the summer to come out to get you ready for your drafts for 2020. So the big easy 13, no.ig.izzy and Matt Campbell 22 Send me a DM on Instagram with your information. Let me know you won, and I will get you the uh, reply back with what to do to get that draft kit for 2020. Um, that much more. Thank you for playing, and congratulations on the draft kit. Last night, we saw the Baltimore Ravens put a whooping on the New York Jets. 
Love what we're seeing out of the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are putting up monster stats, uh, led by, of course, Lamar Jackson, as we talked about last night. Uh, breaking the record of Michael Vick, uh, rushing yards for a season. Did it very early. Love what we're seeing out of him. The only thing that I can kind of say right now is there is a slight chance that Lamar Jackson may not have to play again for the rest of the season. They are most likely going to have a first-round bye, and if the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs lose this week, they will wrap up that home field advantage. Not saying it's going to happen, not saying it's likely going to happen, but there is a, a slight chance that the Baltimore Ravens lock up that number one overall seed for the AFC. And if that's the case, if there is an injury for Lamar Jackson, you have got to think that they're going to likely uh, limit what he's going to do the rest of the season. But personally, I don't see these Cincinnati Bengals beating the, the New England Patriots. So I think you're going to be fine for another week. But it's just something to think about if you are a Lamar Jackson owner and you are going into your championship game with the possibility of maybe seeing a limited Lamar Jackson. It's definitely something you want to keep an eye on. So maybe, just maybe you want to go out there and find one of the backups, find a good matchup just in case for disaster strike. Lamar Jackson is limited, or maybe he sits for week 16. But as I talked about, I'm not seeing that happening. I don't think they're going to sit Lamar Jackson. I think the, the Patriots are going to win, which is going to still put a little pressure on the, the, the Ravens. Week 17 is definitely a, 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 an option for these uh, Baltimore Ravens stars to sit, especially Lamar Jackson. But I think week 16 we're pretty safe. But just because of what could possibly happen if he does not play, I definitely think it's worthwhile to go out there and grab a backup quarterback with a decent matchup for week 16 just in case you need a disaster backup plan for your championship uh, game. If we talk about last night's game, we saw a fantastic game. We talked about uh, Lamar Jackson. Mark Ingram had a great game. Uh, we saw a decent game out of Mark Andrews, a player that I, I, that I told a lot of people to bench just because I didn't know how healthy he was going to be going into the game. And I still stand by that. I think that, um, that touchdown he had, yes, it was a touchdown, but it was, it was at the one-yard line off, off of a pass interference. So the way he got that touchdown, yes, it happened. Yes, he got the points for it. But I still stand by sitting and benching, uh, Lamar, uh, benching Mark Andrews. I did the same thing. I started Tyler Higby in one league, and I started O.J. Howard in another league. So hopefully I can get uh, a decent game out of both those, those tight ends as well. But he didn't really go off. Yes, he had a decent game. Yes, he had a, a, a pretty nice game for PPR league, got the touchdown. But I still stand by uh, benching Mark, Mark Andrews and telling people to mar uh, bench Mark Andrews um, yesterday just because I didn't know about the injury. I didn't want to risk the chance of him possibly not being able to play or being limited and having a very down game with these playoff games you want to make sure your team is set ready to go and there is a lot of safety in that going back to Lamar Jackson I talked about people that there's a slight chance that he might be limited last night I still think that that going into the game there was a chance that he was going to be limited once we found out he he was not going to be limited he was going to start he was going to do, get what he wanted um, starting him obviously became more and more uh, a better option. And there's only a couple players in the NFL that I'm actually going to start over uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I don't have an issue starting a Deshaun Watson this week um, in his matchup over Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes kind of scares me, but, uh, but again, Patrick Mahomes can get what he wants on, on any, any given Sunday. The injury to Lamar, the Patrick uh, Mahomes kind of worries me a little bit, so I likely wasn't going to go Mahomes. I was, there's really only two quarterbacks that I was likely going to start over him, and really there's only one because I don't trust the, um, the safety of Jameis Winston, but I do see an idea of why, why you would want to start Jameis Winston over a banged-up Lamar Jackson. Hopefully, if 
if you have Lamar Jackson, you started him, went with him because he had a monster game last week. But I don't hate the idea if you did uh, decide to start Deshaun Watson or maybe even Jameis Winston. But I most likely would have still started Lamar Jackson if you got a hold of me on asking between Jameis Winston and Lamar Jackson. You start. I'm still likely going to go Lamar Jackson, even with that banged up um, quad. But I still do like the idea of going to Sean Watson in that, in that idea just because I thought there's a chance that maybe we see him get pulled early, uh, midway through the third. He's only getting a couple quarters. Um, what, he, what he does in the first half was re- remarkable, had a fantastic first half, had a great third quarter. He did get pulled late in the game in the fourth quarter, but by that time he already had five touchdowns. A phenomenal day from Lamar Jackson. So hopefully you did start him, and if you didn't start him, you went Deshaun Watson. Feel like you did make a decent uh, decision. I still think Deshaun Watson can have a decent game as well. Uh, but it's going to be hard to match what Lamar Jackson did last night. So hopefully, if you have Lamar Jackson, you are likely going to be moving on to the next round with the start that he had last night against the Jets. As for the Jets side of things, really the only player that I'm really uh, uh, really had success was Jamison Crowder. I loved him being in the game when he caught that touchdown, uh, coming back from that horrible drop in the end zone. They come right back to him, and he has a phenomenal catch on the sideline um, with a toe tapper. So love the game that we saw out of Jameis Crowder. Outside of that, really, there's, there's nothing special on the Jets' side of the game. I think the defense did about as, as, as good as they possibly could. But other than that, it was a Baltimore Ravens blowout last night against the Jets. On to the rest of the week, 15 matchups, um, breaking down each and every game. We have the Denver Broncos at 5-8, and eight, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at 9-4, and four, playing at Arrowhead, Arrowhead, a very tough place to play. We've seen a fantastic start to the career of, of uh, uh, Drew Locke, absolutely phenomenal two games, became one of the, I, I think, the only quarterback in NFL history, or, or, or at least in the, the last few years, uh, to go on the road, throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in his very first road start. Phenomenal start from Drew Locke. It looks like the Broncos have found their answer. And as a Bronco fan, I absolutely love what I'm seeing out of this Broncos offense. Love what they're seeing. I think the future is very bright with Locke, with uh, Freeman, with Lindsey, with Sutton, with Fant. A lot of stuff that can happen. And now the Broncos can actually go in and kind of uh, uh, build their team um, from the inside out now that they finally have maybe have their, 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 their quarterback of the future. But heading into Kansas City, I think this is a game that the Broncos could struggle on offense, and it's something that I think could happen. And hopefully, fans won't realize. Hopefully, fans will realize that going into Kansas City is a very tough place to play. I expect Drew Locke to kind of have those rookie letdowns. And I think this is a game that we could possibly see that from. But there is a little narrative for it. If you're in the narratives, Drew Locke did go to school in Kansas City. I believe he was a Chiefs fan. He was dating. I believe um, I read somewhere that he was dating the owner's daughter of the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a lot of ties to the Kansas City Chiefs. So going into it, maybe a little revenge narrative there. We always talk about the family and friends for players when they go uh, back home to play in front of their home crowds where they grew up. Now you have maybe family, friends, and an ex-girlfriend for, uh, for Drew Locke. Yes, it's a little narrative. Yes, it's uh, adding on to it. Yes, it's nothing really means by that. But I do think that Drew Locke does have a chance to possibly have a big game. And we heard about Patrick Mahomes' injury. If Mahomes is limited or can't play, that only is going to help the Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to hang in this game, but I do think that it's going to be the Chiefs um, eventually getting, uh, pulling out the victory. They're just too hard to beat in Kansas City, especially in December. I have the Chiefs beating the Broncos, but there is very much plenty of options in fantasy for this game. I think you can play Drew Locke in GPPs. Um, I'm a little worried about Patrick Mahomes, but obviously if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're likely starting him in season long. I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have him to him in uh, D. 
DFS just because I think there is a possibility that he's going to be limited or maybe he's not even going to play uh, uh, the whole game just because of that injury that he's suffering. We heard that the hand injury was uh, worrisome after the game last weekend. So I can definitely see Mahomes being limited or maybe not even finishing the entire game. But if, like I said, if you have him season long, I, just, I definitely think it's possible you probably have to start him and hope that he gets the job done. I think you can play uh, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, Darwin Thompson. Uh, Cortland Sutton is a very, uh, a, a very fine option. I think he's a pretty safe option in this possibly high-scoring shootout in Kansas City. Um, Noah Fan, if he's healthy, if he is able to go, I think he's a fantastic GPP option as well. Travis Kelsey, um, Broncos do struggle against the tight end position, so I definitely think Kelsey can get things going. And I think you can also look at the Kansas City defense as well. I, as I talked about, there is a possibility that Drew Locke has a phenomenal game going back to Kansas City, but there is also a chance that he, he that he shows his rookie style and has a, a down game and going to a very tough place to play so I, I can definitely see an idea of maybe seeing the Kansas City defense as well give me the Chiefs over the Broncos in a low uh, in, a, in a fairly high scoring game kind of a shootout I like the Chiefs over the Broncos on Sunday afternoon Next up, we have the 10 and 3 New England Patriots heading to Cincinnati to take on the 1 and 12 the Bengals. I don't see much out of this game. I think this is going to be, be a game that obviously the New England Patriots are going to run all over the uh, Bengals. I don't see much out of Tom Brady. I don't think they're going to have to pass the ball much like we've seen in the, in, in the uh, weeks past, and we've seen Tom Brady kind of frustrated there. We're going to see the, more of this Patriots team that we saw early in the year when they were playing these cupcake teams. Uh, now they're going to Cincinnati to play a bad Bengals uh, team. I can see the Patriots running all over this team on offense and also uh, maybe even getting a score or two on defense. So we're going to see that defense we saw early in the season likely get back in form. I absolutely love New England side of things. I want to say Sunday Michelle. I want to say Michelle is going to finally have that big, huge breakout game, but we have not seen it with him. I just don't know how much we can trust Michelle in this game. I do like James White. I, I like Rex Burkhead maybe for a GPP option. You can always go Tom Brady away uh, with uh, Julian Edelman, but we've seen the frustration with the passing game. Uh, we've seen that he uh, doesn't really trust the receivers he has there in New England, and obviously with the Patriots defense, I think the, the Patriots defense is one of, if not the best defense of the week. I thought it was between the New England and Baltimore for the, that top defense this weekend. I have the Patriots as the number one defense going against a bad Bengals, Bengals offense. And as for the Bengals offense, I don't see there's I don't think there's a whole lot you can go with the Cincinnati side of things. Maybe you go with Joe Mixon because he looked good um, with the uh, return of the uh, Andy Dalton. But I'm not really sold even on Joe Mixon. If you have better options in your season long leagues, I definitely would look uh, if if they have a decent matchup because I think Joe Mixon is going to struggle. I think the uh, Patriots are going to likely take Tyler Boyd out. We've seen uh, Bill Belichick take out the number one option in the in the offense. I can see them taking out Boyd on the outside and stacking the box uh, over Mixon. All of a sudden you're taking out their two best players and there's not much more to go for the Bengals. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals losing at home big time to the Patriots. I have the Patriots uh, by uh, three plus touchdowns over the Bengals on Sunday. Six and seven, Tampa Bay head to Detroit, and the three and nine and one Lions. I think this game has a shootout written all over it. Absolutely love Jameis Winston. We've seen bad Jameis. We've seen good Jameis. We've seen him in the same game. I think we're going to see good Jameis. The Lions have a horrible pass defense. I think there's big things expected out of Jameis Winston. If you listen to me, he's a player that I was very high on coming into the year just because they're going to have to throw the ball plenty in this offense. Yes, he does turn the ball over. Yes, he does uh, get sacks. Yes, he does have 
have plays where you're like, what the heck is he thinking? But at the same time, Winston is going to ball out. He is not afraid to make the big throws. He's not made uh, afraid to throw the deep ball. He has a fantastic option in Chris Godwin. Yes, it stinks that he did lose Mike Evans to a hamstring injury last weekend, but there are plenty of talent there on, in, in this passing game. We're going to hear about possibly Rashad Perryman or Justin Watson, both of which came in and kind of stepped in when uh, Mike Evans went down last week, especially Watson. I think Watson's going to be a very popular GPP play in DFS because of his low salary. My opinion is I think they're going to go to O.J. Howard a little more than they have been. I think O.J. Howard's going to be treated kind of as that number two option option in the passing game. I think Howard's going to step in and have that big game. Remember, coming into the season, he was a player that a lot of us were looking at as possibly a breakout season. Didn't have that way, kind of struggled early, got benched early, uh, got injured early, didn't have a very good start. But the last couple weeks, he's had... Uh, I think it's been four catches, 60-plus yards in back-to-back games. I expect big things out of O.J. Howard. And I think O.J. Howard and Chris Godwin are the the options I'm looking at with Jameis Winston. Absolutely love bringing it back with um, Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay is in a a prime spot. I think he he can actually abuse this Tampa Bay secondary. We know the Buccaneers do not play good uh, against the pass. We know they're very good against the run, but they're not good against the pass. I see a big game out of Galladay. So I love the Tampa Bay stack, bringing it back with Galladay, maybe even bringing it back with Danny Amendola and PPRs. I don't like the upside of Amendola for GPPs, but I definitely think he's in the uh, in the possibility for PPR leagues if you need a safe option. I, th- I, th- I think Amendola could possibly get there as well. And I think he can also go with Detroit uh, Lions defense as well. I mean, we know that Jameis Winston has a sh- uh, has the ability to kind of turn the ball over, and we, uh, he's a he's a defensive touchdown. Uh, uh, player in the making. So I definitely think uh, see the possibility of maybe going with a, a low on Detroit Lions defense, possibly getting a couple turnovers, maybe one for a touchdown and still playing with uh, Winston. Maybe you can go with a stack and go with a very low owned Detroit Lions defense with the Tampa stack. There's there's plenty of ways to get there with the with the Detroit Lions defense. There are plenty of ways that, that, that you're going to get uh, destroyed with the Detroit Lions defense as well because we may see uh, a good James Winston for the entire game. I just don't know if we're going to see it right away. I think we're going to see Winston turn the ball over once or twice, uh, maybe one of those goes to the house, but I definitely think Winston's going to have a phenomenal day on offense. I expect big things out of Tampa Bay's offense. I also expect big things out of Detroit. Give me the Buccaneers over the Lions in a big-time shootout on Sunday. Big divisional game between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. The Bears bring in their 7-6 record to Lambeau Field to take on the 10-3 Green Bay Packers. Packers are fighting with the 49ers, Seahawks, and Saints for a first-round bye, possibly a uh, number one overall seed. Right now, I think they are sitting as the number two seed in the NFC, so they definitely have to keep on winning to con- continue uh, staying that, in that position. I think the Packers, if they, if, if they can play at home, they're a much better team. Going to Lambeau is not the best place to play um, if you're a road team, especially in the playoffs. So I do definitely think the Packers are going to kind of keep the pedal to the metal. Um, I, I think we've seen struggling from the passing game in, in, uh, in Green Bay. We've seen much more out of um, Aaron Jones, but I think this is a game where we're going to see maybe Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers kind of get back on track a little bit. I can see either way. I think the, the, the Packers-Bears game can be a defensive struggle between two decent defenses, uh, two offenses that can struggle at times. I think the Bears offense is going to struggle no matter what. But the, the, the Packers, I can see a, a, a reason that, to be kind of excited about this offense. I, I can see a game plan where Aaron Rodgers goes absolutely bonkers and destroys this Bears defense. We've seen this Bears pass defense kind of struggle in weeks past. So I can definitely see Rodgers having a big game in a division game in and in a, kind of a must win if you want to get that home field advantage. If you want to get that first round by, I can see a big game out of Aaron Rodgers and company. Absolutely love Devontae Adams no matter how you look at it. I think Adams is one of the better plays at wide receiver. 
We've seen number one options in the passing game uh, have big games against this Bears team in, in recent weeks. And w when you bring in Adams, a player of his caliber, he's definitely going to get there. I do like Adams. He's probably my favorite play in the Green Bay side of things. I do like Aaron Jones a little bit, but I think I'm, I'm more on Rodgers and Adams than I am anything else. I think the Bears' uh, rush defense is a little better. Now they got, I can't remember the, the player they, that is back from injury, but he's a, a pretty decent run stopper. So that's going to kind of affect the Aaron Joneses. It's also going to affect the Jamal Williamses. But I do like Aaron Rodgers to have a big game with at, uh, Devonta Adams. Give me the Packers at home over the Bears in a division game. Next up, we have the Houston Texans in their 8-5 and five record taking on the Tennessee Titans in their 8-5 and five record. Winner of this game will be in, uh, in first place in that AFC South. Big divisional game between two pretty good teams. Uh, two offenses that are, that are kind of uh, lighting it up uh, as of late. Uh, we've, we knew the Texans were going to have a decent offense with uh, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Carlos Hyde. A lot, of, a lot of talent there in the offense. It's been the Tennessee Titans side of things that I think has kind of been surprising ever since they put in Ryan Tannehill as their starter quarterback. This offense has taken a new leadership. This offense has taken a new, new role. And he's turned this offense into a, uh, a, a pretty darn good offense in Tennessee. Uh, big games out of Tannehill over the last month or so of football. Love A.J. Brown. I think we're starting to see a star in the making in Brown, the rookie wide receiver uh, that the Titans took early um, in, the, in the draft this, this past offseason. We're starting to see why they took him. We're starting to see his ability on the field. Corey Davis is still an option in GPPs, but I think A.J. Brown is, uh, is obviously the safer play between the two. Absolutely love the connection between him and Tannehill. If we look at uh, the Houston side of things, I think Houston's going to end in for a phenomenal game as well. Deshaun Watson, he's the reason why I was not uh, – I, I was okay with benching Lamar Jackson just because coming in with the injury to, with the quad for Lamar Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson with the plus matchup for Tennessee, I definitely think he can get there. It's going to be hard to match what uh, Lamar Jackson did last night, but I definitely think there are paths where Watson is still the number one option um, at quarterback position this week with a big game over the Tennessee Titans. I do think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game between the Texans and the Titans. I do also think that there's a chance this game kind of comes down to the wire and the last team to possess the ball wins the game. Give me Tennessee see in a close high-scoring game at home over the Texans on Sunday. Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants what looks like a game that likely is not very fun to watch on the television screen might have a few pieces on in fantasy-wise, which is the only reason why we kind of pay, pay attention to these bad games is for fantasy purposes. If you're not a fan of the Dolphins or the Giants, you likely only care about this game for fantasy purposes. I think there are some decent op options, and I think the majority of them come from the Giants side of things. For me on the Dolphins, I think it all relies on the, the uh, ability of um, – I'm sorry, availability of – Devontae Parker. If he's unable to go, I think this offense takes a major hit. I think you can look at Alan Hearns if there's no Parker, but I don't like a whole lot of things without uh, Devontae Parker. So if he can't go, I, I'm likely going to avoid this game completely on the Miami side of things, but I do like the Giants quite a bit. I think this is a game we're going to see Saquon Barkley bust out and finally have one of those Barkley-type games. We have not seen that happen this year due to injury, due to play, whatever's been. Barkley's kind of been a, uh, a bust this year for fantasy owners. I think if you made it this far, I think you might be rewarded by Bar with Barkley this week. I see a big game out of Barkley. He's one one of my favorite plays also on in GPPs this weekend um, if you're playing over there on DraftKings or FanDuel. I absolutely love Barkley this week against a bad Miami Dolphins defense. Give me the Giants over the Dolphins on Sunday. Philadelphia and their 6-7 and seven record head to Washington to take on the 3-10 and 10 Redskins. This NFC East is a horrible division. <coughs> Excuse me. 
uh, good thing for the Eagles they play in this division because they, uh, if they played anywhere else, they likely would be out of the playoff hunt. But because they play in a bad division, um, the Eagles are going to be fighting with the Dallas Cowboys down the stretch. They have a, a big a big matchup between the two of them in a couple weeks. So it, um, it really is a must-win for the Eagles, I think, this weekend as well. I think I, I, I don't think the Eagles can lose games and kind of feel confident in themselves. Yes, they can still likely get into playoffs if they lose this game, but it's going to be a little tougher if they lose this game. They want to go into that final game against the Cowboys in a couple weeks. Uh, it might even be next week that they play. You want to go into that game at least with a shot of, t- of tying division-wise. You don't want to have to uh, get help in Week 17 with whoever's playing the Cowboys. So I definitely think this is a must-win for the Eagles. Uh, going up against the Redskins, I think it's definitely in play. But the way the Eagles played last Monday night at home against the Giants, it's not a given that this Eagles team is going to come into Washington and get the W. I do think they do win. I do think they kind of put together a game plan where we finally see a uh, an offensive explosion by the by the Eagles. But with all the injuries this team is seeing at the wide receiver position, you got to wonder what are they going to do outside there. I think that w- what this team can kind of do to kind of help with those injuries is maybe they move Miles Sanders to the outside and play a little more slot. They're going to do a lot more of those double tight end uh, uh, sets with Dallas Godert and Zach Ertz. With, they, they do a lot of those in the first place, but I can see a lot more of those with the injuries at the wide receiver position. Um, the only player on the on the Redskins that I really have any interest to is is uh, Terry McLaren. He's had a phenomenal uh, rookie season. Yes, he had a better start to the year than he has than he's had in recent weeks. But we know the Eagles' defense does give up big uh, games to opposing wide receiver ones. And if McLaurin can get the ball from his quarterback, which sometimes has not been easy to do, McLaurin could be in for a big game. So I do like McLaurin as a GPP option only. Definitely don't think he's worth cash games. And if you're in season long, I likely would go elsewhere if you possibly can. He's by no means a safe play, but I do like his upside in GPPs. Love the Philadelphia side of things. I think we're going to see Wentz and Zach Ertz and maybe even Dallas Goddard kind of get things going and have a big game. I like a little Miles Sanders as well. Give me the Eagles to double up the Redskins at home, on the road in Washington. Seattle at Carolina. Seattle sitting at 10-3. and three. Panthers eliminated at 5-8. and eight. Seahawks are still trying to get that number one overall uh, spot. They own the tiebreaker currently with the 49ers, um, but last week they lost on Monday night to the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sorry, on Sunday night they lost to the Rams, which put them in the number five seed. It's a big difference between being the number one and number five seed. Yes, they're going to likely have the uh, advantage in that game uh, for the wild card game as well, but you're also going to have to go on the road. So there's a lot of things that can happen when you have to go on the road. I'd rather be sitting at the number one overall seed where you have a bye, and you're going to have to everybody's going to have to come to your home if they want to make it to the big game in February. Having that, that number five seed, you have to go on the road likely for the whole postseason despite the phenomenal record so this is a big game for the Seahawks I think the Seahawks come out and kind of smash the Carolina Panthers showing them that they are the superior team and I think the Panthers can also come out and kind of struggle knowing that their season is over. Kyle Allen has not been uh, very good as of late, making it look like he is not the future. Like some thought maybe uh, when he first came in, some thought that they would, he would be the future and they would get rid of Cam Newton in a, in a heartbeat because of what they're seeing with Allen. But we've seen Allen struggle in recent weeks. We've seen DJ Moore kind of uh, take on that leadership role. So I think Moore is very uh, very safe, as is Christian McCaffrey, obviously the cheat code that is Christian McCaffrey. Curtis Samuel is more of a GPP option for me. As for the Seahawks, side of things. Chris Carson is in a, is in a phenomenal spot. No Rashad Penny. Um, a phenomenal game against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers struggle against a run. I see a big game out of, out of Chris Carson, which is why I'm not very high on the Seattle pass offense, just because I think they can get what they want on the ground. And we know the Seahawks do want to run the ball first. That's their number one option. And then uh, go to the pass if they need to. Give me the Seahawks in a big victory over the Carolina Panthers. 
Jacksonville and Oakland on paper looks like a fun game, but record-wise, this game could be a, uh, a, a very bad game. We've seen the Jaguars possibly quit on the season. They've been blown out over the last month. Got to wonder if a lot of that has to do with the team kind of giving up and wanting to get the season over with, or are they just this bad? We just don't know. Um, really, the only person I really trust in this offense is Leonard Fournette. I think Fournette is going to get his no matter what. I, I, I like what I've seen out of Fournette in the passing game and on the ground as well. No matter how bad the Jaguars seem to be, they do get production out of <clears throat> Leonard Fournette. If we are considering this game a game where the Jaguars are going to go all out and kind of uh, try to try to win this game against the Raiders, I, I can see a Minshew in a GPP, maybe pair him with the with the uh, D.D. Westbrook. But there's a lot other options I'd rather go than go with the Jaguars passing offense. I'm r- likely going to just stick with Leonard Fournette, and I think he is in a fine spot against the Raiders' rush defense. On the Raiders side of things, absolutely love Derek Carr in this passing game. I think Ty- Derek Carr, Tyrell Williams, and Darren Waller are all in phenomenal spots. A little worried about Josh Jacobs. If he can play, how healthy is he actually going to be. But if there is no Josh Jacobs, I love Dwayne Washington as a, as a value play in DFS. He should be able to step in against a very bad Jaguars defense. But if Jacobs does go, I'm likely going to stay away from the entire rushing game for the Oakland Raiders just because I don't trust how healthy Jacobs is and if he's going to be able to go. And obviously if Jacobs does go, I'm not going to have any shares of Dwayne Washington. But I love Derek Carr, Tyrell Williams, and Darren Waller this week. Give me the Raiders over the Jaguars in a possibly sneaky shootout on Sunday. Next up, a couple frustrating uh, football teams. The Cleveland Browns like, like, came into the season looking like maybe the, the darlings of the NFL, maybe a, a, a possible uh, division winner, Cleveland Browns. I had them winning the division. Absolutely uh, whiffed on that call. The Browns have struggled on both sides of the ball. If they are winning games, they're getting in fights. It's been a, it's been a down year for the, the entire Cleveland Browns organization. Odell Beckham doesn't want to be there. Now he's hurt. I uh, don't know what's going on with there. I don't think we can trust Odell Beckham. Um, and uh, most likely, if you have Odell Beckham, you're, you, you likely may not be sitting in the playoffs anyways. Or if you're able to bench him, then maybe you continue benching him because he has not done much um, for this offense. I don't see, even though they, he has a premier spot against the Arizona Cardinals, I just don't trust Beckham moving forward. Jarvis Landry, I think, is a phenomenal play. I think Landry is about the only player, him and uh, Nick Chubb are about the only players that really have been uh, worth it from start to finish. Uh, we're seeing Cream Hunt as well kind of be, being worth it as well. But from week one to, the, to now, I think Landry and uh, Nick Chubb are about the only options that we can trust on a weekly basis. And I think they both are in for a, a premier spot against the Arizona Cardinals uh, defense. We know that the Cardinals can't stop anybody. And so I can see a big game out of both Chubb and Jarvis Landry this weekend. I think just because of name value and because of the matchup, I think we can also look at Baker Mayfield, especially in GPPs. I don't know how safe I like him for season-long. There are other options I'd rather have uh, than Mayfield in season-long leagues. But he has a premier spot against this Arizona Cardinals' pass defense. They have given up big games to opposing quarterbacks and opposing wide receivers all season long. So you got to like Baker Mayfield, but can we trust him? That's, the only, that's my only question. I love Kyler Murray. I think Murray has... Uh, we've seen that upside throughout the season. We have not seen it in weeks past, in recent weeks, but I definitely think there is a path for Murray to have a phenomenal game against this Browns defense. So I do like Murray a bit in GPPs as well. Same thing with Mayfield. I just don't know if I can trust Murray in my season-long uh, win or lose, lose and you go home kind of thing, a win and move on. I don't know if I can trust Murray in season-long just because I don't know um, how, how much he's going to be able to get done. He's just not been safe. Uh, options. So, so it definitely depends on who you have at quarterback between those two. But they do have uh, great spots, so they do definitely have the uh, opportunity to uh, get a big game out of the, both of them in this matchup this weekend. 
I love Christian Kirk. I think Kirk is another player that we can kind of trust somewhat in uh, in all formats. Kirk is a player that uh, is a PPR monster at times. He can kind of uh, get big yards as well, a touchdown machine. I could see a big game out of Christian Kirk. So give me the Arizona Cardinals over the Browns in a shootout on Sunday afternoon. Minnesota and the 9-4 Minnesota Vikings and the 5-8 and eight, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers have been one of the most disappointing teams of the, of the year. They seem to not be able to get anything going on a weekly basis, and when they can get things going, they're losing late in games. <coughs> Tough matchup for the Chargers against the Vikings. Yes, the Vikings don't have the defense that we've seen in years past. Yes, they have been beat um, this season on defense, but they're sitting at 9-4. and four. They're playing pretty good defense. They have Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins putting things together. They might get Adam Thielen back together. Just does not look like a good spot for the Chargers on either side of the ball. Obviously, anybody on the Vikings are, on, are in play. Dalvin Cook had a down game last week against a, uh, a defense that, that we thought was likely going to be a game that he could smash in. Got to wonder about that injury. But if he's playing the game, you got to assume that he is healthy, especially with the Vikings uh, in it for the season. They definitely wouldn't want to risk uh, further injury. So you got to think if Cook is in the game, he is healthy. So I think Cook is in a phenomenal spot. I like Cousins. I think if uh, Adam Thielen is able to play, I like um, uh, Stephon Diggs a little more. He's not going to have that number one uh, cornerback uh, coverage um, from the Chargers if there is Adam Thielen. If, there is, if Adam Thielen is not able to play in this game, I kind of drop Diggs a tiny bit just because I think he's going to draw that number one coverage from the Chargers, um, where if, he's, if Thielen does play, he doesn't have to get that coverage for the entire game. As for the Chargers side of things, I, if I'm picking between the two running backs, it's definitely going to be Eckler. I think they're going to have to pass the ball against this Vikings uh, team to kind of stay in the game, to kind of uh, be in contention for this game. So I definitely do like Eckler. He he got the, the bonus on DraftKings in both rushing and receiving last week. So we definitely know that Austin Eckler does not need very many carries, very many touches to get there. He is a uh, a splash player. He is a dynamite player. Melvin Gordon, you can play Melvin Gordon, but I just don't like the matchup for Melvin Gordon. I think it's going to be much more of an Eckler game, but obviously Gordon is in play as well. Phillip Rivers is a player I never really play, but I do like his wide receivers. I think this is a play, this is a game that we can see Keenan Allen kind of be that PPR monster we have not seen this year. We've seen Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler kind of take production away from Allen this season, but I think this is a game we can possibly see those uh, those receptions come in bunches for Allen. I like Mike Williams and GPPs, and I definitely think Hunter Henry is one of the better tight end options this week against the Vikings. And obviously, with the way the Chargers play, with the way that Phillip Rivers kind of can turn the ball over and have those bonehead plays, I definitely think the Minnesota Vikings defense is in play as well. Give me the Vikings over the Chargers on Sunday. <clears throat> Next game is going to be a very big playoff atmosphere, in my opinion. The Rams at 8-5 and five take on the Cowboys. Um, another frustrating game for the Cowboys. They continue to kind of lose games that they should be winning. They're not uh, d- destroying teams like they should be destroying them. They're sitting at a uh, under 500 record. The Cowboys are just not getting the job done this year. But yet again, just like the Eagles, they are in the contention for the NFC East because of how bad the other play- teams are playing in that division. I think this, game, this is a game that I think the Cowboys must come out and kind of establish to run and uh, – Pound the ball, pound the rock, get the ball going, get it to Zeke, get it to Zeke early and often. I think if this team is going to go anywhere in the playoffs, they have to get Ezekiel LA going. He is the plays, he is the player that can kind of get this ball rolling for the Cowboys. <clears throat> so if they're not going to get the ball to Elliott 25 to 30 times, I think it's a mistake. I definitely think this is going to be a game that we see a smash Zeke spot. 
I also like Cooper as well. I think this can be a spot where we see Cooper kind of have a big game as well. I think this is going to be a Stars game for me um, for both the Cowboys and the Rams. As for the Rams side of things, I think we got uh, the passing game obviously is in play. Jared Goff, we've seen uh, um, Robert Woods kind of take over that number one role. And, and, and it's funny how as soon as Todd Gurley is starting to get the ball rolling, we're seeing the passing game kind of get picked up. We're seeing Robert Woods have a bigger game. We're seeing Brandon Cooks have a better game. We're seeing the defense play better. It seems like it all relies on what Todd Gurley does on the ground, and we've seen Todd Gurley kind of get things going. So I definitely think this is a good Stars game. Love Gurley. Love Ezekiel. Love Woods. Love Cup. Love Amari Cooper. I like Tyler Higby as well. I think Higby's going to be a player that, especially if there's no Jared Everett, Tyler Higby can be pushing for one of the better tight ends of the week. And I like Jason Witten in deep leagues, obviously, as a, uh, a safety valve for Dak Prescott. I like the Cowboys to get the job done this weekend over the Rams in a very big-time playoff atmosphere on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the 4-9 Falcons and the 11-2 San Francisco 49ers. 49ers continue to get the job done no matter what. Last week they go into New Orleans and put up a monster stat line against the Saints. I think it's the, the, the same thing's going to happen here. I think we're going to see the, the, the early form 49ers kind of come out. I think we see much more out of the ground game than we are the passing game. They're not going to likely have to do much uh, through the air against this bad Falcons offense, bad Falcons team. And we know the 49ers can shut down anybody. Um, obviously, you can take Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and GPPs. They both have uh, uh, upside anytime they step on the on the field if there is no uh richard sherman i think it helps kind of the the Falcons side of things if there is richard sherman does play i think it kind of downgrades a little bit in the passing game but julio jones is a matchup proof player i think he has upside no matter what uh, so obviously ryan and julio jones are in play in gpps don't trust them in cash games um d- definitely don't trust matt ryan in season long but i think julio jones obviously is in play uh, in all formats as for the 49ers i talked about the i think i think this is much more of a ground game we've heard that the coach come out and say raheem mostert is the starter there he is going to get the majority of the looks and we know that he can do uh a lot with a little imagine if he gets a full workload love mostert if we hear that he is going to be the starter and get uh, the bulk of the carries love mostert if that's the case Manuel sanders uh is probably a safer option at wide receiver and absolutely love george kittle uh, in the matchup against the Falcons. Give me the 49ers big over the, 40, uh, over the Atlanta Falcons. Sunday night, we'll see the 9-4 uh, Buffalo Bills take on the 8-5 Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach of the year, in my opinion, has to be uh, thought of as possibly being Mike Tomlin. What he's done with this team, uh, starting out the year with no Ben Roethlisberger early, got hurt early. That's uh, added on to when, when, when they lost James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster early. Uh, they didn't have any uh, – Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown didn't play the season for the Steelers. They went to other teams. So you got to love what this, 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 this team has done without the weapons that they've had. I mean, Mike Tomlin has actually done a phenomenal job with what the Steelers have done on defense. Defense is legit. I think this game against the Bills is going to be a defensive struggle on both sides of the ball. I don't see much offense in this game. I can actually see the, the winning team being the first team to 10, maybe 17. I can see this game being a big-time defensive struggle. But I do like the Buffalo Bills to pull it out on Sunday, after, <clears throat> Sunday evening because I think they do have one big playability in them where I don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Give me the Bills in a big defensive showdown with a lot of playoff atmosphere as well. I like the Bills with a low, low scoring game over the Steelers on Sunday night. And we'll close out week 15 with the Indianapolis Colts and their 6 and 7 record heading to New Orleans to take on the 10 and 3 New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think we're going to see the New Orleans Saints come out and kind of put a whooping on the Colts. Last week was a struggle for them. Last week was frustration for them. I think they take it out on the Colts. I can see the kind of game getting out getting out of hand early um no ty hilton's going to be a very frustrating thing for the colts so they don't have that 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 
player they kind of trust on a weekly basis. Jack Doyle, the player that I think they can look at to kind of help take some of the pressure off of the wide receivers. But without T.Y. Hilton, I think this team's going to struggle. The Colts are pretty good against the run, so I don't know how much we can trust Marlon Mack. Absolutely love everybody and all players on the New Orleans Saints. Only player you got to kind of wonder about is Alvin Kamara. He has struggled this season, hasn't been that number one uh, option that, we've, that we likely uh, took him as a uh, top five pick. So he definitely has been a struggle this year. But if you made it this far with Alvin Kamara, it's going to be a very big decision on whether or not you start him or not. Personally, I don't see how you bench him, but if you do have de- other options, definitely I would think about Kamara on your bench because he just has not uh, been the, the player that we thought he was going to be early on. Is it injury? Is it play? What is it? We don't know. Michael Thomas has been Michael Thomas. If he play, if he's at home, you play him no matter what. All formats, absolutely a beast this year. I think Drew Brees is going to have a monster year, and I don't think we're going to see those those uh, those those weird plays where we see Taysom Hill uh, taking touch on the way. I think it's going to be a Throw it down the throat of the Indianapolis Colts by the Saints. I think the Saints are going to kind of come out strong early and often, and I think it's going to be because of Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and hopefully Alvin Kamara, um, New Orleans defense, giving the Saints over the Colts to close out Week 15. <coughs> That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys uh, can get those W's if you're still alive in the playoffs. If you have any questions, please hit us up on Instagram. At, uh, we are at fantasy football underscore genius underscore. On Twitter, we are at fantasy. I'm sorry. On Twitter, we are at fan sports genius. Give us a, a give our, our Facebook page a look. Our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Continue to ramble on. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. Ho- hopefully, we can get this through without rambling on more and more. And if you are one of the three winners on the Instagram um, contest we had, the big easy 13. No.ig.izzy and Matt Campbell 22. Send me a DM via Instagram and we will get you directions on how to get your uh, 2020 draft kit for free as you guys have won the contest we put up over there on Instagram. Have a fantastic day. Let's dominate those leagues. I will talk to you next week. 